Welcome to the sermon podcast of Paley Presbyterian Church. The following sermon is by Pastor Becca Bruner. As Christmas is just now, what, five days away? It's fine. Everything's fine. We'll get there. You know, it's around this time as Christmas gets close that I start asking myself, and I know other people as well start asking, you know, just, I want this year to be the best Christmas ever. Do you ever feel that way? You like, it's like, you just, you just want this year. It's, it's going to be, you know, you remember the years past, they were so good, and you want this year to be as good or even better. That's always my goal. I want best Christmas ever. But it, it prompts me to think and ask the question, you know, what, what, is that, what, 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 makes, what makes that happen? What makes for the best Christmas ever? What are the ingredients you got to stir in to, to make that happen? You know, for a lot of us, we'd probably say the traditions, right? The, the things that you do year after year, you got to do them, you got to do all the things, and you got to do them the same way you did them the year before for it to be the best Christmas ever. Uh, growing up, we always went, I, I remember going with my family to cut down a Christmas tree. Like that's one of our traditions that, that had to happen for it to be best Christmas ever. And in my memory, it was lovely and easy, you know, because as a kid, we went and we got, there was like a petting zoo at the place we went and you got hot chocolate and we got to go and pick out what we thought was the best tree. And that was all the work there was. Uh, anybody who has lived a little longer than, than I had at that point knows there's a little more work. You know, dad had to like throw himself on the ground with the saw and get the tree and then you got to get it on the top of the car and all the things. And now as an adult, doing it a couple times and recognizing in our family, I was the one laying on the ground with the saw and doing the things. So I was thinking I didn't really want to do that. So I made a spontaneous decision a few years ago that I bought our family a fake tree. And, and, and uh, I have a, little, a lot of mixed feelings about that every year because I grew up, you know, with the tradition of the real tree. And I, I felt like I'm like robbing my children of something really important. And, and I actually asked them a few weeks ago, I was like, am I like ruining your childhood? Ryan's saying, yes, I am ruining their childhood. <laughs> Thank you. Well, so I asked, I was like, you know, shouldn't we go down? Like, maybe let's not do the fake tree this year. Let's go out and cut one down. Am I ruining you? And Ben and Eleanor were both like, no, our tradition is we get the tree out of the attic and we pull it out of the box and we fluff the branches. And then that's our tradition. And we even hang the little things on it that make it smell like pine. It doesn't really smell like pine. But they said, no, 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 that's, that's our tradition. That's what we need to do. And that just assured me that I actually have already ruined their childhood. <laughs> So I'm sorry. No, you haven't. Good. Well, wonderful. You can fight, fight with Ryan later. But that's right. You know, we all have the things, you know, that like you have to do it or else it's not the best Christmas ever. You know, of course, you know, it's it, best Christmas ever. It, it's measured by the people we spend it with, our friends and our, our family. Uh, I was reminded why I hate air travel last night as I went to go pick up my mom and sister who just flew in from across the country. They got here safely, but they got here early. Yay. Then they sat on the tarmac for two hours. And like just driving you know, through Newark Airport and all that, I was like, ugh, ugh. but worth it, right? Because we got to be together. We're going to get to be together for Christmas with family. You know, I know none of the kids in here are going to argue with me that you might measure best Christmas ever by the presents you get, 
right? No? Macklin says, no, not the presents. Well, I know my kids. Ben has already found where we hide the gifts. Fortunately, they're all still in Amazon boxes, so he doesn't know what they are. Um, but he knows where they are, and he is ready to measure his Christmas, best Christmas ever, by the presents that he's going to get. We all want to experience best Christmas ever, but it can be hard to find, right? Steve kind of stole my sermon this morning a little bit, recognizing that it's hard, right? Like this season of life, especially the season of the world that we're living in, it's hard. And so trying to say like, I want the best Christmas ever, there's a lot of stuff that's getting in the way. So how do we do that? Can we still this year, COVID, you know, 17 years into it already, it seems, you know, can we have the best Christmas ever? Well, Steve told us and he affirmed what is in the scripture, what the disciple of Jesus wrote. He gave us a formula for how we have the best Christmas ever, and it's this. He wrote, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that we might be saved through him. You know, really when it all comes down to it, you know, there's traditions, there's family, there's presents, there's, you know, music, there's decorations, there's all the stuff that we put into making best Christmas ever. But when it all boils down, it's really just two things. John tells us if we want to have the best Christmas ever, the, 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 the two things really that you need the most are simply to get and to give. If you want best Christmas ever, you want to whip up that recipe, you got two ingredients, get and give. First step of having the best Christmas ever is you gotta get, by which I mean in order to stop, in order to have that best Christmas ever, we have to stop trying to achieve it and be willing to receive it, to receive it. It's not something you achieve, it's something you only can receive. John says, for God so loved the world. You know, that's something in church we say and hear a lot. God loves us. God loves everybody. And that that is true, but I I know it's true, but but I don't always know it's true, right? I believe it, but I don't understand it. I don't always personally experience it, especially uh, when I think about God loves the world, and I know that I don't always love the world. Some of you know that uh, my first year after I graduated seminary, I worked at a Trader Joe's grocery store. And in that year, one of the tasks that I thought I was really going to like was I was going to work, you know, pre-COVID days. Remember they had that that sample booth where they'd, you know, cook up little food and give you a little something trying to sell you whatever they were selling. And and I worked in that sample booth. I thought I was going to love it. I like cooking. I like people. What could go wrong? Well, the holidays could go wrong, really, is what that was. And I I just, I vividly remember, it was like some Tuesday in December, standing in that little sample booth and watching people, like, literally elbow each other out of the way and, like, almost get into fights over a little tiny piece of frozen pizza. And I just, standing there in that booth, watching people just get so cranky and and yucky with each other, just day after day, I have to admit, I started to just kind of generally not like people. Like, just in general. I just didn't, didn't, didn't like them anymore. You know, for me, in that, that little sample booth, I small, saw just a little small slice of the messiness of our world. I saw this much, God sees this much. 
You know, God, God sees all of our selfishness and our sinfulness. God sees all the, the hurt and all the hate and all the ways that we turn against God and one another. God sees all of it. So if I'm God, if I see all of that, I, I feel like I'd get pretty sick of it. I get pretty sick of all of us. So it's a good thing I'm not God. Because John says, God so loved the world. When God looks at us, the, the Bible talks about a God who, who uses these beautiful images of, of a God who loves like a father loves his child, like a mother who dotes over her baby, like, like a friend who can't wait to be with their friend, like a lover who longs for their beloved. I'm so grateful that, that the Bible gives us these images because I can wrap my head around that. I can understand that, that feeling of a parent's love, of a friend, of a, of a lover and their beloved. I know those feelings, but I also know that my feelings are fickle. I know that my feelings sometimes fade, but I also know that God's never do. For God so loved the world that he gave. He gave his only son. So all that's left for us to do is to receive this gift that God has given. You know, those presents that Ben has found that are in Amazon boxes, they're going to get unearthed from those boxes eventually. They're going to get wrapped. They're going to get put under the tree. And one thing I know about my son and my kids and probably all of you too is I know that they're not going to come out Christmas morning and just look at them and say, doesn't that look so pretty? Thank you so much. Okay, we'll see you next Christmas. Right? No, they're going to tear into them. They're going to open them up. They're going to get them. They're going to play with them. They're going to make those gifts their own. And they're going to get bored with them two hours later, my daughter says. Welp, <laughs> Merry Christmas to us. True. There's a gift that has been given for us that's not meant to be left under the tree. That one we are not going to get bored with <laughs> two hours later. But the reality is it does us no good left unopened, left unreceived, left not taken to be our own. The gift that God has given in Jesus Christ, if we want to have the best Christmas ever, ever, is one we need to take it, receive it, and make it our very own. If you want to have the best Christmas ever this year, the first thing you do is simply just get. Receive the gift that God has given to you in Jesus Christ. And then, give. Out of the love that God has poured into your heart, give some of that love to others. For in truth, that is what love does. Love, by its very nature, expresses itself in giving. Giving is the heart of love, and therefore giving is the heart of God. And so we are never more like God. We are never closer to God than when we give like he does. So really, truly, the thing that's going to make the best Christmas ever. It's not how beautiful the church is. It's not the songs that we sing. It's not the gifts that we give or get. It's not the traditions that we keep. As good as those things are, truly, truly, if we want to have the best Christmas ever, that happens when we get so filled up with God's love that we become, become conduits of that love for others, when we start to give that love away to the people around us, to especially the people who need it the most, the under-resourced, to the hurting, 
to the hopeless. And you know what? We are so grateful that Best Christmas Ever can start even now. As we shared last week and we're going to share on Christmas Eve, we have this incredible opportunity to be able to give from what we have been given, give back to our friends and partners at Ebenezer Church in Belize. We have this Christmas Eve offering that we're really hopeful that people will give generously to, not only because we know it'll do a lot of good out there for them, but we know it's going to do just as much good in here for us. So friends, from the bottom of my heart, wherever you go, and I know many of us are scattering across the country in this week to come, wherever you go, I hope you do have the best Christmas ever. I hope that you can receive in your heart the gift that God has given in Jesus Christ. As Steve so aptly said, not just for people out there, but for you and for me. And receiving that love that God has given, I hope that you can just find that way for you that you can give. That you can share that love with somebody in need. And if we all do that, we can be assured that we will have the best Christmas ever. Let's pray. God, we thank you for all the gifts that you give. We thank you that you see us, that you love us, that you claim us as your own. Thank you for our children and the gift it is to hear them sing and say these words that are so meaningful and so true that God came to be Emmanuel, God with us in Jesus Christ. And that's something we can celebrate today, but every day, that we are never alone. So Lord, we lift up the needs of our hearts and our world to you. You came and you were born into a world that is in that day just as broken as it is in this day. You came because there was a world that needed the hope that you have to give. So whatever our circumstance, whatever we face, we pray that that hope may be ours and real and true and that we might be able to share that hope with those around us who need it even more. All this we ask in the name of Jesus, who taught us when we pray to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
Amen.